My question is, does he truly not remember any of it, or is it a way out to not admit it? Two and a half years ago, my husband began an emotional affair online that quickly went to many secret phone calls. It was probably three months into the affair when I caught it. He continued to lie and deny that it was anything more than just talking to her. Um, He was never willing to sit me down and tell me anything about the affair, you know, confess anything to me about it. It was always me asking questions, and most of those were vague responses or denial. Our problem is that 18 months into our recovery, he says that he wanted to be honest and tell me everything, but he doesn't remember any of their discussions, nothing from the first call, nothing that she said on the last call when he ended it, nothing in between. I had found a piece of paper that had love songs on it and her phone number, and he had wrote, what you do to me, how you make me feel. He doesn't even remember writing that on the paper. He doesn't remember if he even said that to her. He tells me he doesn't know if the affair got to a romantic level or not. So I guess my question is, is it possible not to remember any of the inappropriate things that he had done during the affair? And if so, why? AffairHealing.com welcomes you to another check-in with Tim, Sharon, and Jennifer. We cannot attempt to answer the specifics of what your husband can or cannot remember. Right. We don't know the details. We don't have a complete picture. Not that they will remember every single thing that was said, ever. I mean, right. that's impossible for anybody. But the overall messages, the overall feeling behind the conversations, that kind of stuff, you would remember. And you remember something. There's got to be something he can give her. Yeah. Maybe it's like we just said, it's not every detail. Right. But there's got to be something about these conversations that stuck out. Something he can provide that helps alleviate her questioning. Sure. Unless there has been brain injury, and I'm being serious about that, then people will remember the overall arc of an affair. Sure. The relationship. Mm -hmm. They will remember. Of course. Those things that stand out. Mm -hmm. They will remember the things that were motivating them to do certain things. Mm -hmm. To play dumb and to say, I don't have any recollection about any of those things. Mm -hmm. That's just a little bit hard to accept from our perspective. Some of them they may not remember. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, I've talked about the time after my own affair when a letter was found. And the assumption was that it was a letter in the present tense, that I was still in communication with this person. I wasn't, but it was a letter that I'd written before. I I, I completely forgot. I couldn't even give a good explanation to what what was that about? Why Mm -hmm. didn't I give it to them? Why was it still in my briefcase? I'd totally forgotten about it. So I wasn't able to give a lot of clarity about that. But that's one example. If that was my response to everything that was brought up, I don't remember any, that would be a little bit problematic. Well, and here's my hypothesis. It has not been researched and tested. I think there's a possibility that people involved in an affair tend to remember the beginnings of the affair more because as the affair becomes kind of normalized for them over time, 
the details, the specifics kind of become commonplace. Don't you think that there's a possibility that the longer you're involved in the affair behavior, at some point, details become less clear because it's become more normalized? Well, I think when you talked about those repeated things, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it just becomes part of this mix. Mm -hmm. And we also know that there's an effort not to remember details when mm -hmm. you're in deception because you're more likely to get tripped up if you're really thinking about things a lot. So it's, mm -hmm. it's better to keep all those things a little bit fuzzy and loose in your head mm. so that, you know, you can pretend maybe they didn't happen to some extent. Mm -hmm. So in the future, it's harder to bring out a level of detail about those things. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. At the beginning, things are probably going to stand out a little bit more as mm -hmm. being something new and exceptional, as mm -hmm. you remember. And if it's a longer affair, the stuff in the middle gets a little bit more jumbled unless mm -hmm. it's something unique and unusual. Right. And then at the end, it would be a thing that would stand out more as well. Because you'd be like in the ending stages of right. talking about it ending or wanting it to end or being found out or whatever. So Yeah, but those points along the way that were new or that were a little bit more extreme or farther along, those are things that are not forgotten. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you said, there's an arc to an affair, just like there's an arc to any relationship that you experience in your whole life. Whether it's relationships with family members or your kids or friends or romantic partners. There's an arc to how the relationship goes. And so you don't forget everything about that arc from the beginning to the end, though. And the other thing short of a brain injury is if he was maybe drinking or under the influence of well, something, that can affect memory, yeah, too. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we don't know the yeah. whole story. But had alcohol been involved because it was easier to have those conversations or easier to put the guilt aside, mm. maybe you could make that argument. Yeah, mm. so you've brought up, Sharon, that sometimes the things that become more commonplace are harder to remember the details Perhaps. of. Perhaps. Jennifer, you talk about alcohol certainly be a contributor to a vague memory mm -hmm. about stuff. I've talked about the fact that the nature of deception means that sometimes those memories are more loosely held and thought. Mm -hmm. So it might be harder in the future to remember the details of them. Maybe another contributing factor to a vague memory is if there's been a lot of time between the affair mm. and when answers are sought out. Now, in her question, I think it's been relatively recent, so mm -hmm. that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. But we have been part of recovery process that they're working on issues of an affair that happened Sometimes over a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. And the expectation that a person has any clarity about what was said and right. thought and done is probably almost impossible at that point. Yeah, sure. Details anyway. In fact, what they even remember may not even be accurate because mm -hmm. our memories change mm -hmm. so much. That's true. I just keep going back to that instance, though, where in any relationship, you know, I think about my first boyfriend that I had when I was like 15, 16 years old. I can remember instances from our relationship. We mm -hmm. were together for six years. So it was a long time, but I don't remember everything. Certainly. However, I, I do remember certain things. Yeah, you'd, right. you'd be able to tell enough to give the characteristic of that sure. relationship, yes. how it developed, where things went, yeah. the problems, the good stuff. You, you, don't, you know, you remember those yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, I remember certain instances, somewhere we may have gone, a conversation we may have had, certain things that stand out. So again, I, I really don't know her husband. I don't know any of the situation, so I cannot say for sure one way or the other. I would just say that it seems as though there would be some things he would remember. I'm in complete agreement. <laughs> I just don't see how you can forget everything. No. And because, like you were saying, Tim, there hasn't been a significant period of time mm -hmm. where 
Things can get muddled. Things can get muddled. Or brain injury that we know of. Right. But even still, you would remember, I mean, there's got to be something, something he can share with her, his wife, to give some kind of picture of what happened. Well, we all know what it's like to sit in a room where questions are being asked. And the explanations or answers that we hear, it's purposely vague. Mm -hmm. It's filled with, I don't know, I don't remember. And Mm -hmm. that's just the constant reaction. Mm -hmm. Something seems off about that. What is reasonable to expect is someone making an effort that's providing some degree of clarity. Mm -hmm. And yet there are going to be gaps of fuzziness Mm -hmm. in that. It's Mm -hmm. not going to be perfectly clear, especially if enough time has gone by, a degree of deception. You know, a lot of factors can contribute to that. But there should be the ability to give a clear sense of what happened and why it happened and where things and, you know, examples of these are the kinds of things that took place. So without knowing a lot of the detail of this caller's circumstances, what are some things we could say to her that would encourage her as far as next steps forward? She didn't mention whether they're in counseling of any kind, did she? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Because I would say that would definitely be one of the things that is you know, well served to address in a counseling session Mm -hmm. with a counselor, um, that issue of how can this be possible? You don't remember anything and maybe have a counselor there to moderate and to try to encourage him to get to the bottom of what it is that he's dragging his feet on. Okay. Um, and I think that that typically, you know, when there's that objective person in the room, maybe he'll be more willing to open up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say that whatever this cycle of questioning and answering and resisting and mm-hmm. trying to get at stuff has been, that she just back away from it because mm-hmm. it's probably not going to shift mm-hmm. suddenly. Mm-hmm. It's probably just going to keep reinforcing itself. So back off, stop asking questions for a while, and be thoughtful about what is it that you need to know for resolution. Mm-hmm. And it's probably some of the questions she's been asking. Maybe some would be left out. Others would be added in. But to be intentional about thinking, what do I need to understand and know for me to be able to move forward? Mm-hmm. And to do that thoughtfully, quietly, independently of him and prepare for it. And then she comes to a conversation where she makes very clear to him, listen, I can't accept that there are things you don't remember about this. Mm-hmm. So here's my list of questions. I want you to be thoughtful about these Do whatever you need to do to come to some clarity, and then let's have a conversation about it. Because if I can't get clarity on these things, I don't know how I can move forward. It's important for this caller's husband to understand that his willingness to have these difficult conversations, to step in and provide some answers, even if those answers hurt her, is going to help her trust him again in the future. Without his willingness to do that, with, with, with him continuing to withhold information, I don't know that trust really can be rebuilt. And there will always Mm -hmm. be this space and disconnect in this relationship, even if they choose to stay together, because how is she going to gain trust in him if he's not willing to provide answers to questions that are really important for her? It's true. It's true. Maybe he thinks if I tell her the truth, she's not going to accept it. Well, maybe that's right, but he doesn't have the right to make that choice. Right. That's what he did in the affair. I'm going to be the one that holds on to the truth. I'm going to keep secrets. He needs to be willing to let that go. And more often than not, I think we see that when someone's really willing to do that, Mm -hmm. uh, that's the first step towards real healing. It really is. The step towards trusting again. But Mm -hmm. it's a long process. It's not an easy path. But you can get there. We hope you do. If you would like to submit a question for a future check-in episode, call our voicemail hotline at 407 536 
1-800-273-7398. To schedule a private session with us, go to affairhealing.com slash coaching. This is Tim Tedder. Thank you for listening.